Morning with Enough Podcast, Episode 14. Hi, and welcome to What the F Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Tamara. Todd is like cracking up right now. <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, episode 14. Episode 14. And the whole gang is here. It's lovely. It is finally time to spend time with our family. <laughs> yes. Right now. This is right. it. <laughs> so we have Rex and Frank. And Frank and Todd. Yeah, well, yeah. One and the same. And me and you. Yes, and you and, and me. And I love and that. You. <laughs> <laughs> you and I. Oh my God. I and you. And you guys listening. You all guys. of you guys all around America and the world. I mean, Singapore. I know. Like, hi, Singapore. Hello. Can you come invite us? And then Please. we'll just like, like we'll taste your food. Yes, invite us for like a meet and greet with just one person. <laughs> 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 we are there. We're there. It's we just are. you. We are there. And we'll do an episode there. Yeah, about Singapore. About Singapore. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I bet there's what the F's going on over there, too. What the F goes on every... How was your week? How was your week? Was there any what the F's for your week? Oh, no, my week has been pretty just, like, normal, like, work and, you know... That um, we were watching our neighbor's dog. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a little cute Shih Tzu. Um, but I mean, we don't have anything like you know crazy going on. What about you? Um, I don't have anything crazy going on. I did. Um, I did support the massacre of a wasp today. <laughs> <laughs> um, the massacre. Oh my god! It included knives. It included what? <laughs> Was this just you or was it somebody else? No. So so in my building, (laughs) for those of you who haven't had to deal with me, cry about them. Um, I have wasps, like just like, not right now. Um, But like, no, because you did a massacre. But but typically there is, I guess a massacre means more than one, but no. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. So there's tons of wasps and they try to get in and then they do get in and the windows are not open, but they're coming in. And I have to, I have to deal with them. That's terrible. Lot. And I'm really like it. I get really uh, worked up. And I know exhausted. anxiety and everything over it. <laughs> it's like oh my god! I'm gosh. risking my life trying to get rid of <laughs> we you. Had, we had a wasp in our house yesterday, actually. Rex killed it like yeah. while it was flying in the air. Yeah. Oh god. He like yes. He's so fast. Like he has like quick reflexes. Like he kills all our bugs just like super fast. But the week before. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He got stung. He got oh, that's right. So he got stung in the forehead by. I don't want to be stung at all. So (laughs) dealing with them as regularly as I have to is really no having like a wasp nest in your loft. It's somewhere. I don't know where it's it's somewhere. It has to be because they're here all the time. So yes, and (laughs) so my neighbors have to deal with them too. Right. So one of my neighbors messaged me and asked me how I deal with the wasps. And so I was like, I'm coming over. And so I went over and mm-hmm. she's hilarious. And so I go in and she's been hiding, <laughs> hiding in a different room away from these guys because they're, they're really strong. You can't oh. just kill them. They, they get back up and they start walking across yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah. And so um, 
I go in, I'm like, I've got this. I feel like I feel really strong about it. I feel very confident that I can just go in there and get rid of it. (laughs) So we see it on the wall. I spray it and it hides in this crack in the wall Mm. between the window Mm -mm. and this like flashing type stuff. And so I'm spraying it with this Febreze to keep it wet. (laughs) Yep, just spraying it. And I can't stop spraying it because They'll shake their wings off and start flying at you. Right. <laughs> so we're soaking this wasp and it crawls in this flashing. And I'm like, we need to stab it. <laughs> we need to jam something in there. And so she goes and gets this huge. So this is where the knife comes in. A huge butcher knife. <laughs> this large fucking knife. I've never heard of this before. I know. And so she's shoving it in this, oh this my crevice gosh. area. It's this crease about uh-huh. the size of the, the thickness of a knife. Mm-hmm. And she's stabbing at this <laughs> fucking wasp and he's still he's alive. He's still alive. And then at one point she stabs and pulls out the knife and there's this red what looks like blood, but do they bleed? We we asked I Alexa. That's a good question. Well, it was so she's wiping it off and she's like, I can't tell if this is from my knife, which was red. But it was red, so it had to be red. And well, or the brick, Weird. which is red. But then there was it was like but wet. It was liquid. But then there was because, but I was also spraying. Oh, stuff. okay. Anyway, so <laughs> And so then I said, the flashing might move. It might bend. And he's between it and the brick. My gosh. And if you smash that flashing, you could could kill him. Um, And so she goes and gets a knife or a hammer Uh and starts hammering this flashing. And luckily nothing came out. And so then we just stood there like terrified that it's going to come get us. Come back out. Yes. And so we never saw him again. We did see him did at one point. Did she try to close up like the – We don't know how to do that because there's okay. a brick wall and so there's no way to do that. <laughs> okay. So after she smashed the flashing and it was like pound, you know, we were just like, well, we must have got it. We had, But we never, ever saw it leave. Oh, my never gosh. Never saw its dead body. Never saw if it died actually or <laughs> so not. You, so she's like over there in the not too far away <laughs> on this floor like freaking out. Freaking out. Probably it- still hiding. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's you don't know is it going to come back out and get you oh now it's mad, now it's missing a leg and it's now flying somebody, mad somebody is listening to this that is like oh my god wasp they're important to you oh. their lives matter wasp matter listen if you think a wasp matters then you come fucking deal with it I don't care about you like your- I can't believe you're talking about killing mm-hmm. them <laughs> I feel like they're like the Terminator. They just keep coming they back keep stronger coming back and, and stronger. stronger. <laughs> and you're like, what kind of armor are you wearing that you can still walk after I've crumpled your body in multiple times? Yeah, this is your summer of wasps. <laughs> I, hate, I hate them. I love life. I don't love wasps. Yeah, I don't really like insects. I don't think they do anything. Yeah. Whatever. Right. That's they what I pollinate. Like, too. like, what are their... Do they even pollinate? Yeah, what are... The- they seem That's to be in my question. studio, not in a flower bed. They What's their importance? Somebody who loves them probably is Let like, us know. You're listening. Do you deal with wasps? Let me know how you deal with it. We really don't care, actually, though, but whatever. <sighs> I'm a little worked up about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that got really heated. And then now they like, brought back all the emotions of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline has all rushed right. through You're my like, body. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's how bad well, it is. Well, <laughs> This epi- this episode is so calming, you know, because oh, yeah, no. because what we talk about it will calm you down. No, it won't. And listeners, it will calm you down. No, it won't. From whatever is going on in your life, but it will change your. You know, you'll just listen and you'll laugh because we're kind of funny. Yeah. And um, I laugh when I listen <laughs> I <know>. to it. <laughs> At least we think 
We we think we're funny. Well, duh. <laughs> um, so that's good. Um, at least we're confident. Um, but other things happened this week that didn't happen stuff, about that. Walk. Yeah, there's stuff that always happens. You know, in the news, we've been really into pop culture, which I like that mm-hmm. we've been talking about that a lot lately. Um, so then pop culture, which you know we've been talking about Bieber and oh yeah. Ariana. And so now we have Demi. Yes. Demi Lovato. Um, so yesterday she was rushed to the hospital because she had a drug overdose. Right. Heroin. Um, heroin. Allegedly heroin. Because okay. her people are saying like some of the information that is coming out is wrong. But I read this blind gossip site and it has so it'll say information about celebrities, but it never gives their names. That's why it's called blind gossip. Okay, yes. You told me about that. And so for years, actually, they've been talking about Demi and talking about how she hasn't really been sober, like how she says she has right. been, and how she's been on drugs. And so when I heard about the overdose, it wasn't a surprise because they had just had something maybe a few months ago talking about how she got some after party where she just like – passed out like where one second she's super super hyper next moment she gets on a couch her eyes roll back and she like passes out and uh they had i think that was like something in november so it's a while ago but still and they had mentioned that and so it wasn't surprising but it was surprising to me when i heard that it was heroin right it seems like such a um but but I, I, my immediate thought is it seems like it's such a grotesque or such a um, hardcore, hardcore, mm-hmm, you know, drug. like a dirty drug. Yeah. Um, but then I think, did like River Phoenix, did he die of heroin? I don't know. I don't know what he died of. But I should have you know looked what? that up I, before I said that. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was heroin, actually. But I, so, so my point of that is I think mm-hmm. other famous people have died from it. Oh, yeah. Tons of famous people actually okay. have. Oh, okay. Yes, of heroin. Um, heroin, though, is awful because I just watch Intervention. Me and Rex watch Intervention. Okay. We watch it a lot. And so they said that they used the Narcan on her. Did you know what that is? Is that, is that a revival? Yes, it's okay. a revival. And usually when they use that, people are, like, almost already gone, you know? And so she was, like, gone, and it's pretty serious. I'm sure this isn't her first overdose at all. I'm sure this is just got this is the one that got out in the media. Um, I can't imagine her handlers. Her handlers had to have been like working overtime trying to cover all of this. Cause she's still been doing concerts. Like I follow her on Instagram. And so she does she's been doing concerts like she's been doing it in South America. She's been like over in Europe and stuff. And she's still doing shows. So I don't know how they get her ready to do a show because from what I've seen on intervention, and intervention is like all I know about heroin and stuff, you can't even really function right when you're on that shit, right. you know? And then you can't come down. No. And like it is like what they said. So like when they said that she got on that couch and her eyes rolled back, like one second she was hyper and the next second she's just on a couch and her eyes roll back and she's passed out. Heroin is like that. Well, maybe you're mixing drugs. 
Maybe there's an upper and oh, a downer. Oh, I'm sure you know she totally I, is. So I think that maybe they probably gave her an upper to do the trip. Maybe do the that's what she does so she can do. And then, right. And then. To come back down. Exactly. But just keep her constantly going in, in one direction just, or the other. They just I mean, her. that's so dangerous. I, I, I don't know anything about Demi Lovato. I do know that I know some of her music. Mm-hmm. I do sing to some of her music. <laughs> I was, I added one of her songs on my playlist today. What do you add? Uh, so, Right. I like her song "Cool for the Summer." Sober. I don't know. <laughs> I love cool. I love cool for the summer. Cool for the summer. <laughs> but yeah. But um, no, I don't like. I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, Demi at all. And um, I'm sure she's a wonderful person though. <laughs> but well, I'm just I, like not a fan of her. I feel like she yells a lot. Like when oh, people yeah, talk about like how powerful her voice is, I think she yells. I think if she had like correct training, she could sound awesome. But I don't, I'm not that impressed with her. Well, maybe she's good, but then she's not good now because she's on drugs and you lose your voice and I you asked, don't practice and yeah, so asking, your vocal cords aren't on point. Yeah, I was asking Rex about that yesterday, actually, you know, and he was saying though, like with heroin, you're not smoking it. So it's not really like hurting sure. your vocal cords as much. I'm sure though, any of any Your vibration of is off. Yeah. You're not at your highest peak. Right. Because... Well, what I was saying is because she doesn't sound awful during shows or anything like that. She's she's yelling, obviously, but she's not. She just, she sounds like normal Demi. So I'm so she's not doing like crack or she's smoking it or something sure. like that or whatever. Where it's hurting her voice, like you know Whitney, where right. that totally just killed her voice. So, um, so she's doing this. So. Maybe it takes longer for the effects to really show because I don't think anybody really would say that she's off her game or anything like that. Okay. You know, I think she sounds like normal herself or whatever. I mean, she came out of the song last month with uh, Christina Aguilera and she sounds like normal Demi. Okay. In it. Well, <laughs> I, I, so then I immediately think about um, what has she gone through in her life being a young Disney child, Disney. female, mm-hmm. Disney. Well, it doesn't even matter if you male or female in Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all predators. They're, you know, they're all prey. There's predators out there. And you just wonder what somebody does to mm-hmm. get to that point. And then how eventually when you make the decision to continue to sell yourself and all the versions in which they do, um, that you can't sustain – a normal, happy life because you're... I think celebrity, I think even just being a celebrity. So much, there's so much selling yourself. There's so much selling, oh, totally. Which you can't live with. You can't mm, live within a, you can't You can't feel good about yourself. No, you have demons. Totally. You've done things you shouldn't have done, you don't want to do, you shouldn't have done, you wish you didn't do. And they would never repeat to people. And... Then they hold it over your head or blackmail. Exactly. Maybe you don't know what you're dealing with. I think with. there's a total dirty side to Hollywood. Well, yeah. And um, I don't know if we'll ever get into all of that. But I totally believe like that there's a totally dirty side to it. I mean, um, I I am a singer. I actually went out to L.A. for a while, lived out there for a little bit, tried to make it. And I felt... And I didn't even get into it like how some people are into it, you know. And I felt dirty. I felt dirty. I felt like the whole city is dirty. Right. And um, it just wasn't what I thought it was, you know. It wasn't just 
happy, good talent. You know, like you're talented. Okay, so you're you're gonna be respected in any yes. form. And it's so much more that goes into it. And um, I just can't imagine even being a young kid like how she was. And I mean, she started on the Barney Show. You know, I did not. Yeah, know she that. was on there with Selena Gomez, and they oh, were wow. on Barney together. So she started off on Barney. So she's been in this forever. And then she goes on and then she goes to Disney and okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. She's been in it since the beginning. Yes. And then when she was on Disney is when she got on drugs before. And she's been through rehab and everything. And what I read from Blind Gossip is that whenever she got sober before, she wasn't really sober. So she's been on drugs constantly still. Right. You know. And so um, this is just something that came out in the media about it. And maybe this might be a wake-up call for her. You have to have – you have to get help. You Mm -hmm. have to let the demons out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like going back to what we talked about yesterday with – or yesterday. (laughs) Last last week. Last week with the car. She was just listening to the regular – to the podcast. So it was like yesterday. It felt like yesterday. Uh, It's kind of like, um, yeah, when we talked about the Kardashians, how you need to have somebody who kind of keeps you centered and grounded. Exactly. And I think a lot of them don't have that. And obviously she did not have that because she's on – Drugs. I mean, she's fucking on heroin. I right. mean, shit. Like, right. shit. And from what I understand or what I've heard is once you do heroin once, you're hooked. Mm-hmm. And you can't get unhooked. And so, well. Rex is, Rex is like, no, that's not true. No, Rex has never done it. Shut up. Shut up. No, I hear heroin, though, is like. A super, super high that, like, right. feels awesome. And I think – Some people that the first time they do it, they're Exactly. Hooked. They're Some hooked. people. Some people don't get addicted to things like that. Some people didn't like the effect. Whatever it is, I don't know. But I've I never like, done it. Well, yeah, I've never Not done it either. Not when I wanted to do it. But I hear heroin's very close to, like, prescription drugs. So, like, where – Really? The, the feeling that you get off of prescription drugs. That's why a lot of people go to heroin because Ew. it feels like how you do when you're on – Prescription. Never done that. So, either. say if you can't get a prescription, a lot of people go to heroin because obviously it's cheaper. You but don't know. do it. We're not advocating. Hell it. no! Don't do heroin. At all. Don't do any drugs, people, Stop it. unless it's like weed. And so, which is not drugs. It's not a drug. You know, whatever. Whatever. Okay, now we're just like getting all super okay, so whatever. <laughs> we're past Demi okay. Lovato. She's still here with us and she's going to hopefully go get help. Get help, Demi. And, um, you know, I wish you the best and all that. And, you know, she's had a fucked up life. Who knows right. what Wilmer, Wilmer Valdelimer did to her. Do you think he's a <sighs> creeper? He really dates young girls. Like, what the fuck yeah. is his problem? Isn't she 20 years younger? How old is he? He's I think in his he's 40s. Like, oh, is he in he's his 40s now? Well, I thought like, he was like closer to like our age. No, no, okay, no, okay. He's not. I thought for some reason he was in thirties. No, I don't know. Well, whatever. He's old. I mean, she's twenty five. <laughs> she's twenty five. Right. He's old for who he's trying he's to date. Old for. Okay, so Rex looked it up. He's thirty eight. Oh well. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> right. Still close. Enough. So he's thirty eight. So he's pushing. He's pushing forty. <laughs> and so, I mean, twenty five. That's and they were dating. They dated for six years. That's a long time. Like he got like her when she was young, and I know you, you don't know? realize how young twenty five is. Though. I know, like you're, she was a young and six years, 
And they broke up like what? A year or two ago. Right. So yeah. And he cheated on her a lot. What's he doing? Who knows? I think he's on some cable show. Okay. At least that's the last I heard. He's on some cable show. I know he was like on CSI or something or something like that for a while. (laughs) Does he have that accent? No. He doesn't doesn't really have that accent. (laughs) He doesn't really have the accent. He's thinking of (laughs) that 70s show. I know. (laughs) He's always going to be known as that, right? Good. But I would say he he's, did a good job. He's a very a he's a very attractive man. I will say that is he? he is. I think he is. Have you seen him no. recently? He's an attractive man. I'll look. Yeah, he is. I mean, you probably just think of him as his character. That seventy show, right? Yeah. Which is funny because when I first started hearing him hooking up with girls like Mandy Moore and all that, and he was on that seventy show, and it's kind of like, what? I'm like, why are you hooking up with him? And then, like, when you see him normally, he's hot. He is. He's a very attractive man. Okay. You know? And uh, Demi was crazy about him. Right. And he cheated on her constantly because I was in blind gossip and stuff all the time, too. They did threesomes and all this other mess and everything. So I think, like, she's – her husband fucked up with. I don't know. I've never read this stuff. Oh, you need to go. Okay. You need to go on blind gossip. (laughs) Okay, guys. I love it. It's awesome. It just – yeah. And especially after news articles come out or something or sometimes after – Sometimes you've been reading it for a while, but then sometimes like a big story will come out and then you go on blind gossip and they'll tell you the behind the scenes oh, like what of it. it really like, means. yeah, like, hey, this is what really happened and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Okay. I'll look <laughs> so, at it. I'll look it up. So I get my info from that. <laughs> <laughs> I like gossip and stuff, though. Yes. Yeah. We should just start We're the show with some gossip. Girls. We'll just start. We're, gossip, <laughs> We're girls. gossip girls. Oh, totally. Don't take that. Hey. It's out yet. I don't know. Probably. Podcast. Probably. We're going to come out with another podcast. We're going to change the name of our show. (laughs) We're Gossip Girls now. (laughs) And we just gossip. No. 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 Yes. Oh, man. Okay. And we have Rex's segment. Um, Sexment. I'm back. I'm back. I think I thought I only missed one show, but you said I missed two. You missed like you missed four. Well, I know. That's no, like so two. not true. I'm I'm like every like other. I'm like, like every other show. I'm like Whatever. Every other show. It's like a lot. You just show up whenever you feel like it. No. Whenever no. your rock star schedule allows you know, for it. So, oh God, I cannot wait to hear touring. these questions. That's right. It's it interrupts duties. my touring schedule. So <laughs> I'm like clicking the mic. Todd. Todd's like great. I gotta edit that out. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, man. Uh, how do you do it? I love everything about this right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. You ready, babe? I'm ready. And Tamara said we've kind of gotten to know her and Becky quite well. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to ask some get-to-know-you questions. But Tamara wanted me to get back to a little bit more of some of their more scenario questions. Or kind of if you're dating some guy, it helps satisfy her dating urges since she doesn't get a date. She doesn't get a date quite as much anymore since we've been together. Oh, so she now hilarious. needs other dating outlets to like satisfy it's her. It's slowed down a lot. Yeah, it's slowed down yeah. a lot. So I thankfully. Say, that was the healthiest com- um, back and forth I've ever heard <laughs> between uh, a couple. That was good. So in honor of trying to pacify your dating needs, um, 
For you and Becky tonight, I'll give you guys a couple of dating. Yeah, because I'm not dating, and it right, might satisfy so. my fact but, that I'm exactly not dating. Exactly, satisfies her dating okay. needs. Okay. I'm going to go on a date okay. right now. So if you yes. were dating yes. or start dating yes. Becky, and you start dating a guy, would you rather a guy? What? Which one's worse for you? If he's too quiet, or he never shuts up? Who? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I pick one. I know you usually see all the other things. Remember all the. I know she's usually when really she asked bad. me questions about her, she was like, "Answer super great." Now you asked her dating questions. Right, like totally she's thinking. Like, mm. That's so funny. She's answered everything. Like <laughs> in two seconds, finally get to dating. Ooh, me have to think. Me, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I want to say the right thing. No, actually, I think that it, too quiet is pr- probably the better version of that um, because I like to talk. And okay. I have been on a date where the guy doesn't stop talking, yeah. and it really, it really grades on me. It grades it on me been... longer than the guy that doesn't talk. Really, the, well, the, the guy away, that doesn't right? talk is going to get his shit eventually, but it's going to take longer than the guy that's grading on my nerves because he won't shut up. See, the guys that don't talk scare me because mm-hmm. I wonder what they're thinking in their heads. Yeah, and I've dated guys who don't talk. And yes. they have had lots of secrets yes. and things like that. And they keep a lot of shit to themselves. So to me, I mean, don't like someone who like talks a ton, 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 ton. You know, I would like a happy median, but I think I would probably would prefer someone who did just because I'd be worrying about what, kind what of they're shit. not saying. Yes, like exactly. I've had the guy that talks so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, he he was a good medium, but when he did talk, mm-hmm. it was like fake shit. So it was just lots of talking. To I was talk, just talking just to talk, talking to like confuse you. And so there, right. it, this is just okay. Sour. I get that. It depends on what kind of talking. It is. <laughs> right. We can we have a hybrid. Yeah, it goes into. We yeah, have a I hybrid. Get well, I get that. Well, I think it would be easier <laughs> Which to takes tra- us back to a medium. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think if it's somebody you're trying to date, though, I think the conversation of saying, "Hey, I want you to talk more," is an easier conversation than I think you talk too much. I certainly don't think that's. Oh, a, oh yeah, that's true. a tough. That's true, but then also when you've had the conversation with someone that I need you to talk more. And That's, then they look pained. Yes, it's, they do. Yeah, they're just no, like, no. oh, really? Yeah, they are. Like, oh my god. They, yeah, they're like freaking I have nothing, out. I have nothing to I say. Have to talk more. I'm not but, interesting. I'll prepare then, my notes right, before the day. I write. When you're the interesting person in the relationship, that's a problem too. Oh, you know, man. right? You know, when like you're when the you're the, the what, you're the life of the relationship. So then, what? You're having a night where you're down, and they can't bring you up. Because they're just like not boring, boring. They're not there, and then you're like, "What in the world?" And you're just like, "This relationship is only great because me." I still am the only greatest thing in this. I've had relationships like that. I've had, and so you'd rather be alone. Exactly. Yes, I'd rather be alone than unhappy. Yes. And that is that is a fine I think, life. I think her, after these, you should adjust your profile accordingly. I think every time we talk about some of this, you should be like, I want a guy who talks enough, but not too much. You know, just go home and yeah. be like, yeah. and then totally. get on your profile. And then that's right. Say, say, yeah, that's right. That's this is super what, something I haven't thought about. <laughs> um, okay, adding it, add it to the list. Okay, my right, heart that, hurts from dealing with that. I feel like I just went on a horrible relationship. <laughs> I like I just went on a horrible date. Uh, with that. Well, then who's a, who's the worst guy for you guys to date? Somebody who has no sense of humor, oh, man. or somebody whose humor is completely different than yours. Oh, oh gosh. 
Well, that's almost the same as having no sense of humor. No, no, I think there's, I think there's a total difference though. You know what it's like? Some people have no sense of humor. Some people find shit funny that you do not find funny. You don't. I think that's. I will just say I think that's worse. I would rather somebody have no sense of humor and I can just continue to say funny shit on my own as opposed to those people who are just are just just Uh, they have bizarre sense of humor humor where they find like um, death or just weird just weird yeah just or find poop funny exactly (laughs) whatever it may be that's just they're like Frank and they think poop is like super funny (laughs) like okay if I dated a guy who thought poop was funny we cannot date we could not date. No, poop is not funny. He's laughing. Shit is not funny. It's Shit not. Funny. No, it is not funny at all. Uh, at all. Like, okay, what if he had like someone who did practical jokes and so say like he did like fake shit like all over the bathroom. <laughs> like he just like does it like all about, you come into the bathroom and he has like brown shit all over the toilet. <laughs> Yes, takes a well. baby Ru- takes a oh. baby Ruth out of the toilet, starts right. eating it. Yes. <laughs> oh. I would like vomit. No. On uh-uh. Well, no. First of all, I, just, I still need you guys to answer the question. <laughs> uh, what did we talk about? Poop or not poop? No. What are we I would say no, we no sense of humor now? or different sense of humor. Oh, okay. okay. No sense of humor is bad because uh. I make jokes a lot, and so if I'm dating somebody and they don't laugh at my jokes. And that's like not cool. That was in I your pro- and that was in your profile. You said you wanted somebody to laugh at your jokes. I, that is so funny. You remember my profile, my dating oh, profile. You guys need to help me make my profile. That yeah. was that was in your profile. Oh man. Yeah. So no, I yeah, didn't. I want that. someone to laugh at me too. Want, yes. Genuinely, because I'm fucking funny. You better be right. able to come back with some good exactly funny stuff. right. Come back and we go meet me. We banter. You know all yes. that kind of shit. Right. And that's like not easy to find. No, though. it's not easy to find. No. And then if you have someone, so if you have someone who has no sense of humor at all and doesn't like find anything you say funny, I would like throw baloney at their I head. Do. <laughs> I just don't like I that. Just I don't like baloney. Yeah, I know, no, no, no. I don't. So that's hard. And so then, so if you have someone who has a different sense of humor, though, I don't like any of that. Like, what is I that? I would just be single again. I think that's worse. I just think that's totally worse when you can't, when the jokes you, fu- when the, when you make jokes and somebody <sighs> doesn't think they're funny. You're right, and they're they- laughing at your face because they're going to be one of those yeah. stupid asses yeah, and, then, and they're they'll, laughing. They'll, or they'll laugh at like you do something that's not funny, but they, right, they laugh find it funny. At it. Like you fall. Yeah. Well, or then they start to have friends when their friends are around. They tell jokes that they both think are funny and you don't think and they're funny. And you're just sitting there. It's like, It's going back to the talk versus no yeah, talk. You're yeah, you're like, shoot so, me. Because shoot me we, right we do. We we crack up a lot. Yeah, we do. So, but yeah. And, <laughs> but know, it would be really bad if like. So I would still say it's worse to have different senses of humor than opposed to somebody with I no can see. Sense of I humor. can see both. I, I don't like either. I would not be in that relationship next. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Is no, it, thank is that, you. Is that the deal breaker, though? Do you stop seeing somebody? You love the guy? Yes. Then great. No I wouldn't love. love him. I wouldn't love him. <laughs> There's no love. There's will, no love. We, I, don't, we don't have the same sense of humor. <laughs> Period. That is There's love. no love. The right. heart is connected with the love. It laugh, is very though. true. I will say that for all the guys out there. They do. They should realize yeah, women like to be... Women like to laugh. Yes. So that's that's very I would think guys do too. What's that? I think so. I think guys do too. They do, but I think women especially really find that as a more of an attribute. No, it's true because girls will say that a lot of times. They'll say like, I don't even care about looks. Like if you can make me laugh, then, you know, fine. And I think that's true because I think that goes with 
happiness. We just want happiness. It's all it is. That's all we want is happiness. This is a simple, simple thing. Oh, God. Oh, Oh my God. Is there a third? I'll give you one more, and this is a little – only two because your producer – Don't be so serious about it because I I need something lighthearted. This is going to be a lighter one. This is a lighter one from Becky. And I like this one. I heard this the other day. If you could live in any TV house, Ah. what house would you live in? You know, there's a house on a TV show is obviously – I. I know which one I would live in, but I want to hear you guys. <laughs> okay, let's see. Because you guys are great TV people. You're, yeah. but you're, you're, I know who I would live. I would live. Who? I would, I would live. At, see, because you don't watch this. So Beverly Hills, the housewives of Beverly Hills. I would live in Lisa Vanderpump's house. I would totally live in her house. And see, I just want to point out for the record, <laughs> no she's idea. actually give some thought to that. <laughs> Becky is usually like, Becky usually has every answer. I know. I, mean, like, I am thinking There's been questions this. Tamara hasn't even okay. answered in the past. Becky is like, Maybe really? this has to do with more alcohol consumption. <laughs> I don't know. Which don't we haven't know. talked about. And so we are drinking, I don't know what we're drinking tonight. We are drinking more liquor. We're drinking random liquor tonight. We're yeah. mixing Randoms. shit. <laughs> Becky and drank some Mike's hard peach lemonade. Yeah, and, and we had some again. of that last episode, yeah, and that was good. Was really I good. drank uh, some pineapple rita, and then now I'm drinking this. Um, These delicious Monaco vodka. Monaco <laughs> mango peach. And it has a shitload of alcohol in it. <laughs> they have two shots of vodka in every can. They're awesome. I um, might have to go get All right, so Tamara gave her house. So. Where's your house, Becky? <laughs> you. I totally believe in Lisa Vanderpump's house. There, done. TV house I would live in? What? Frazier's apartment. Oh, that's okay. a nice one. Is that house? Well, you know not? what house I'm That's th- a nice one in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice yeah. Yeah. awesome, that's you know, nice. big ass. Uh-huh. So that, you know, I love that stuff too. Yes. Is it, you know. He likes very like contemporary. That's right. So that know. would totally be. That's uh-huh. funny because I was thinking mm. Dexter's apartment. But then I thought, well, Dexter's a murderer. But it doesn't matter, though. Yeah. You're just He's, living in it's his like, place. It's like modern and clean. And you probably yeah. got a good, and you probably got a good deal on it. Yes, probably did. <laughs> you probably got a super good deal. It's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it's haunted. All right, is that, exactly. is that your answer? Yes. Because right. I really wait, wait, know. And because why? Because it's clean and modern. It's modern. It's clean. And, it's like organized. Uh-huh. I love organized. I'm not organized. I'm I am trying not, to get organized. I am absolutely not organized. Me, me either. I am trying to get. I, I, Rex can attest to this. I am getting organized. I'm you seeing are. evidence of organizational behaviors around the bathroom. Oh. It's pretty exciting. It is. It's really um, cute. I'm excited. Cute. Um, I got some cute, cute. I got some cute baskets and yeah. stuff in there. I love it. They're so cute. I got a good deal on I've invested <laughs> in some companies that sell organizational things because I figure what money I'm losing with her buying, I'll probably make back up in their stock going up because she'll buy so many of them. Yes. So. And we are still going to organize my closet. That's the closet still My closet. Way. And so when we get our YouTube channel, you guys will see that the beginnings of my – are turning our guest room into my closet. Okay. Which – I am so excited about. I am too. (laughs) (laughs) He is excited because he's sick of walking in and just seeing mess all over the place. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to see what this is, that cell you'll have. All right. That's all all I got. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. It's awesome to have you back, Rex. I enjoyed being back. We missed you. Um, We're so glad to have Rex's section. (laughs) My section. Be sure to um, follow Rex's, uh, one of his bands, um, Lights Out, on uh, Facebook. That's right. We're playing Friday, Saturday. The original band's they, getting up and running. They play. And, um, they've been playing a lot this summer. Be sure to check them out. 
If you're in uh, the KC area. Your producer's in two bands. He is. Edison Lights, who I checked out. Um, They opened up for Sister Hazel. It was an awesome show, by the way. Yeah. And um, so I didn't even stick around for Sister Hazel because, you know, Todd's Todd's band blew him off the stage. So once you get blown off by the opening band, you just leave. And so so they did did an awesome job. (laughs) So um, that was very cool. And And, then um, he's in uh, Drew Six. Also, which uh, me and Becky used to go see regularly. Every other Saturday night. We sure did. What happened to those days? I want to hear some of those stories, man. No. <laughs> we got to go. Right. On to okay, the next section. Right. Well, we got to get on to our yeah, stories on with the tonight. Show. On with the show. Thanks. So I'll, nice see you. I'll see you at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the house. Yeah, see you, see you at home That's with, right. the, with, uh, with the puppies. Noah and Bentley. That's right. Oh, man. That was hilarious. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Rex, again. Yes, thank you. Nice having you back. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, we both have depressing stories to tell you. (laughs) But, I mean, you guys know that. (laughs) That's to be expected from this show, right? Lots of depressing a little bit depressing. A little bit. We start off happy. Shocking. And then we do some like depressing, maybe shocking. Lots yeah. of what the fucking. Well, yes. Tons of what the fucking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I get to so go. You go first. Yes. Um, All right. I'm ready to, I'm ready to hear it. Lay, lay it on me. I'm going to lay this on you. <laughs> okay. So my story is um, a local story. Oh, it is? Yes. It's about Terry Lee Zinner. Have you heard of Terry Lee Zinner? I don't think so. Is that a girl? Yes. Okay, no. Uh, she was a 26-year-old newlywed of three months, uh, married to Matt Zinner. She was a graduate student of Kansas University and worked for Johnson County Mental Health Center. Okay. She was a social worker. Okay. Um, and on August, on the afternoon of August 17th of 2004, she called her husband, Matt, to let him know she was going to make a routine stop to meet her client, mm-hmm. 17-year-old Andrew Ramey Elmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, she was going to meet him at his house to make sure he was taking his medication, um, something she had been she had been doing for the past year. So she'd been meeting um, Matthew. Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Why do I Matt think is Matthew? her husband. Okay. Okay. Andrew Elmaker <laughs> is the 17-year-old client. Okay, got it. Got it. And he had um, a history of mental health mm-hmm. um, conditions. And so she needed to go check on him, which is something she had done for a year to make sure he'd been taking his medication. Um, she promised to call her husband back in about 10 to 15 minutes. Um. Um, when Matt did not hear from Terry, he called her repeatedly. And he estimated he, he estimated he called her phone as many as 65 times Gosh. in two and a half hours. Gosh. There was no response. Ugh. And sadly, he never spoke to her again. Aww. Andrew Elmaker, a senior in high school, stabbed Terry Lee Zinner to death. Um, like, okay. why? No clue. They don't know why. Like, what mental – do you know what mental disorder he had? Yes. We will go into that. Um, okay. He has, he has schizoaffective – personality God. disorder. I'll probably, I'll give you the exact mm-hmm. name of that when we get down to it. Um, okay. So this story is actually one that as a social work student myself, mm-hmm. um, we heard this story about how she was at work. She was working with clients mm-hmm. um, and she put, you walk into their home mm-hmm. and then you 
you just so have is this like a, a cautionary tale it that is a cautionary tale told, that we to you guys yes so something like okay this possibly could happen to you this has happened before gosh okay so according to Elmaker, when mm-hmm. Zinner arrived she indicated the meeting would be short she quickly completed some paperwork for Elmaker to sign and then prepared to leave um, but he did not want her to leave he asked her to go upstairs to his bedroom Elmaker told the detectives he had reasons for not allowing her to leave, but he didn't want to say what it was. Sex. Whatever it was. Sex. Well, I don't know. It is. It's sex. We don't know. We know. Eventually, Elmaker convinced Zinner to his bedroom. Once Mm -hmm. there, Elmaker pulled out his knifiest knife. I bet you anything he tried to, like, rape her. Probably. And she fought back. You know, it could be. I don't know. But he pulled – he quote-unquote – Knifiest knife? Thank you. I was like, like what you is hear that? what I said? His knifiest his knife? knife? Okay, that's what he says. He pulled out his knifiest knife, when, um, which he described as a sharpened chef's knife. Yep. Zinner told him she was scared and needed air and wanted to leave. Good goodness. Oh, God. I mean, this is not going to get good. No. This is not going to no, be – No, you're in his bedroom. Like, okay, so were you guys told – when you guys were going through your training to go into people's bedrooms and things like that? Like, or were you told to just stay like in their living room or their kitchen or? If you had to go in a bedroom to look for Mm -hmm. something, or if you had to assist, there was no like, don't go into the bedroom. There's like, stay safe. But I know Mm -hmm. that, I know that if I was a social worker in that capacity, Mm -hmm. that if I, felt the need to go into Mm -hmm. a bedroom to help for whatever or Mm -hmm. to check something out if they needed help with something. I would do it. Okay. Because you're there as a helper. You're you're there to help them. Yes. So that's what you want to do. Whatever it is that you're helping them for as long as it's not, you know, you're keeping your your other boundaries. And so you literally just – you start to trust people because Mm -hmm. you build those relationships with your clients. Right. Because you have to have that trust right. in in some capacity. You know, of course, you need to keep safe. Anyway, yeah. there. Anyway, so okay, okay. So he pulls out his knifeiest knife. Mm-hmm. She wants to leave, and of course, um, she told Elma, she told him that she would not report the incident, um, but the, but told the detective, I knew she was going to go to the police about me holding her at knife point, um, at knife point in my room. So I did it. So he says, I did it because I knew she was going to go tell. So what did he do? So according to Elmaker, he did it. He killed mm-hmm. her. He stabbed her. He killed her. So what, he stabbed her? We're going to go into detail about what okay, he did. Okay. But of cor- according to him, he he did this um, when his mother, Sue Elmaker, came home earlier than expected, approximately 30 minutes after Elmaker and Zinner had gone into his bedroom. So 30 minutes. She's in there for 30 minutes mm-hmm. doing God knows what because he's, he's the only one. Pleading for her life. Yes. He's the one only one telling the truth. Right. So who knows what really who knows, happened? Right. So this is a version. Or who knows how long? Right. Well, yeah. well, we kind of know how long because of how long she was there calling her husband. Okay. And now time time okay. wise. Okay. So he explained that Zinner was crying loudly when he heard his mother come into the house. Mm. Sue testified, however, that she did not hear the crying when she first entered the house. Mm-hmm. But after just a few minutes, she went back to her car briefly, re-entered the house, and at that point heard Zinner crying. Sue yelled for her son to come downstairs, and when nothing happened, Sue persisted, telling Elmaker numerous times that she wanted both of them to come down. Come on down. You know, you right, hear someone right, right. screaming for their life. I know. 
I know. Oh my gosh, she, know. you know that mom, you know the mom was scared of her son. Yeah. Um, at one point, Sue threatened to call the police, and Elmeka replied, "She's he's she's like I'm going to call the police," and he's mm-hmm. like, "When?" That was what he says. That's what he when? said. When? Mm-hmm. So he's like just like what opening up his bedroom when? door, when are you gonna call him? just yelling out like what? What mom? No, what, you, we're not coming down. Whatever. Call the police. Call the police. Like when? So and, and when? she's not and she's like not going up there or anything. Like what's going on in here? You you I gotta say she's probably scared. She's of just her son. scared of her son. Yeah, like I don't she know just what should have just called the cops. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, but you know, then she's a mom and she's like, I want to protect my son. Right, like there's I don't no want way him. he could be doing anything wrong. Right, but she knows and she knows he's crazy. Something's wrong. She knows he's crazy. Well, okay, so he says when. El- giving Elmaker until the count of three. She's like, one, mm. two, three. You know, I'm like sorry. he's like a little kid. Yes. And when Come down. So she, she says three, two, one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. And when Sue got to one, Zinner sprang. So Terry Lee Zinner springs from the door. And as she did, Elmaker stabbed her in the throat. So she, oh God. So she, because he was holding that to her throat, right? Something. Or and he's jabbing as she's running down the stairs. So Elmaker told detectives that he just didn't care. Uh, dis- and despite the wounds, uh, Zinner escaped. She came running out of the bedroom and mm-hmm. down the stairs. Okay. Elmaker followed and continued stabbing her. What? Yes. He com- he explained that one one stab came and then all the others had to come. Oh, God. Yes. And when Elmaker and Zinner got to the bottom of the stairs, Sue placed herself between Zinner and Elmaker, yelling for Elmaker to stop. All three tumbled to the floor, and Sue rolled onto Zinner to protect her. Elmer Elmaker stabbed Sue four wow. times in the back. Wow! He stabbed his mom four times in the back, once in the chest, and once in the right arm. He also slashed her ear. Gosh! Elmaker stopped stabbing at them mm. when the knife bent. Bent, and that was his knifiest knife. His knifiest knife bent. God. So this gets worse. So oh, it's just not getting any oh. better. So at that point, Sue ran next door to get help and called nine one one. So what about Terry? She's just laying there. She's just laying there. Meanwhile, Elmaker returned to his bedroom, turned on some music, and grabbed his chainsaw from <gasps> the closet. He had a chainsaw. What in the world? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't even finish. Okay. Oh my god! It's the worst word in the word. It's oh, like, well, I know. Speaking of Dexter, chainsaw. Oh, maybe I had something. I'm so glad. I've been reading this story. You already and I thought had it in your Dexter. mind. You already had it in your mind. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ugh. Okay. 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 I, I've read this already. I wrote this. Well, I read this. Uh, right. anyway, so he explained to the detectives that he followed the instructions printed. On the chainsaw's box that oh details. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's it doesn't tell these... you how to kill a person on the box. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to start it. It does. What is he doing with it? I well, he just got it. He knew he was going to kill somebody it. with it. He right. You have plans. Yeah. Yeah. So he 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 had to read the instructions printed oh on god. the box that detailed the seven steps for starting and operating the chainsaw. Oh my god. Elmaker then used the chainsaw to almost sever Zimmer, oh my god. Zinner's uh, left forearm and her oh neck. Oh my god. He also slashed her head, back <sighs> and right hip. At this point, the chain what? broke. Oh my god. Which, according to Elmaker, caused him to be pissed off. 
Uh, because he just recently bought uh, the was, chainsaw. This is brand new. I can't believe this she is happening. She fucking ruined it. I need to return this. How do you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, seriously. Like, what the fuck? How scary. What the fuck? So after using the chainsaw. So she's still alive during all this? No. No. He cut. He cuts off her arm. He's he's attempting to cut off her forearm, her neck. He slashes okay, her so head. Her neck. She okay. was almost decapitated. Good lord. Yeah. A fucking awful. Wow. We're talking a nightmare. It's yeah. Like a nightmare. Yeah. So after using the chainsaw, Elmaker tried to commit suicide by ingesting a variety of pills. Fuck you. Like seriously, fuck you. Kill yourself. Don't kill other people. Lay Just go ahead. On kill yourself. The chainsaw. Like fuck you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, why don't you get your you, knifiest knife? Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, get your knifiest You're knife. In. Kill yourself with that. Why don't you get on a chainsaw? Like, fuck you. I cannot. Oh my god. I hate this guy. I know. Okay, so he he ingested a variety of pills. He then let leaves the house with two pellet guns and tried to leave in her fucking car. Asshole. When he had trouble getting the car started, he took <sighs> gasoline from the garage. Poured it on the vehicle and set it on fire. Okay, so his mom is like, where's his mom? Next, She's at next door. She's like so, bleeding. But, I mean, they call the cops. So why is it taking so long for the he cops is, to even get there? This is all happening in How's sync. How's he doing all of this? It's just happening in He's sync. He's doing all of this. and How long did it take her to get to the neighbor's house? Good You goodness. know what I'm saying? She's all stabbed up. Gosh. It's just It just awful. seems like he's doing Time a lot. Is, and ha- I, I mean, I mean, this probably but happened then, super quick. Then the police officers have to get there, right? I know. Still, like, you know. Oh, my God. So he sets the fucking car on fire. Ugh, I can't even. Okay, so Elmaker runs into the street as the police arrive. So this is all, like, happening quickly. The police arrive. Police like, order the him police should have, like, ran him over. Listen. Like, fuck you. He wasn't dark enough, fortunately. <laughs> I mean, it. I'm true. sorry. It's I'm sorry. True. There are too many white guys out yeah. there killing people, just coming in with no fucking marks yeah. on themselves. I mean, setting people ablaze, chainsawing mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. and then one kid walks down the street with fucking mm-hmm. Skittles and he's dead. Well, it's, it's true. Stupid. No, it's true. Like, if he had walked out and he was black, he probably would have been shot. Done. Yeah. So Done. that would have been it. I'm so yeah. upset. Now we're changing the story. Okay. So, okay. okay I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it's still horrible. So he, they arrive, they order him to drop his weapons and he does. Um, and as Elmaker is, was being handcuffed, he spontaneously states, I killed my therapist with a chainsaw. I cut her down the back on the arm and I cut her leg off. I don't know if I cut her head off or not. Fuck you. So he's like casually That's just talking so about like, it. Hey, this is what I did. Yes. Fuck and you. because he had one of his fingers cut, Ugh. officers sent him by Two. ambulance to an emergency room at a local hospital. Whatever. Where an emergency room physician stitched the finger. The physician testified that he asked Elmaker how he injured his finger, and Elmaker replied that he was not exactly sure how it happened. He knows how it happened. Right. He reported that he had stabbed his local he had stabbed his social worker in the neck and chased her down the hall, stabbing her. Wow. He also reported that they fell down the stairs and that he had stabbed his mother and that at some time during these events, he cut his finger. Wow. He told the physician that after the stabbing stopped, he turned and saw Zinner on the floor and he knew he had to do it. And then he went and got his chainsaw. Gosh. So he's repeating the story. What a fucking mess. He's just talking and talking. Yeah, he's just saying, yeah. Um, In addition, as part of the investigation, the police executed a search warrant for the coroner's, a search warrant and the coroner performed an autopsy. Mm -hmm. 
and ex- in executing the search warrant, the police found several knives, a hatchet, wow, an axe, two wow. machetes, wow, and four small ropes in L Maker's bedroom. Like parents, check your kids' rooms. What the fuck? Like how is he? How's he bringing a chainsaw on the he, house? Where is he shopping? I don't even know where you get a machete. I don't want to know. I, don't tell me. Right. I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't look into that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I, I don't, don't even know. know what it looks like. Probably like Home Depot. I don't want to know. <laughs> awful. So some of these items were hidden from view, but others, including the axe, were clearly visible. They were just out. So you know she was – she so immediately – So the parents were just like not – Not checking. Not – and they knew their kid had mental issues. But you're scared of your kid and your but kid still, is still, like, I still would look. It's like, a domestic violence can relationship. Can you not look in their room when they're gone at school? Call the police on it. I, I mean, know, come but, on. But it's a domestic. Take vi- that shit out of their room. It's a domestic violence relationship. Oh, my God. Clearly. Oh, my God. Clearly. It's just bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the autopsy revealed that Zinner suffered six stab wounds, several, several of which would have been fatal or potentially fatal. According to the coroner, the likely cause of death was a compound stab wound to the throat. One pathway was four inches deep and went through the pulmonary artery, mm. the right chamber of the heart, and the aorta. Mm. After suffering the stabbing, Zinner had only seconds to live. So she mm. stabbed and dead. Right. So hopefully it was one of the first blows. And then she was just gone. Not, yeah. Poor so thing. She didn't have to suffer. Hopefully. So it doesn't say. I mean, so, she went through all that time, though, being scared anyway. I, uh, yes. She had to go be, be You're right. scared for her wife. I'm not saying anything was good about right. that. Nothing, nothing I said yeah. was good about it, but hopefully the pain of it, the physical, physical pain. So in addition, the coroner documented stab wounds on both to both lungs that were potentially fatal and other non-fatal wounds to her hands and thigh. Most likely, Zinner was dead before he used the chainsaw. Most likely, oh he was God, dead before I hope he she used was. the chainsaw. Which Gosh. inflicted injuries that would otherwise have caused death, including their decapitation. How awful. I mean, your Ugh. job, especially. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you feel personally connected to yes. this because you know, shit. Working in right. in the field. I mean, this could actually even happen. for the time. This could have happened to you. She was a student at KU. I was a student at KU. Right. This could have been. Not, you. I'm not relating me to her because I didn't go in people's homes like that. I mean, but. I did go into people's homes. But not – I mean, no. it could happen. It's just, it happen. It's just gross. It's yeah, scary. It's, it's terrible. It's awful. Meh. Right. So three years later, on May 18, 2007, now age 20 at, – at that time he was 20, mm-hmm. Andrew Elmaker was found guilty of first-degree murder and a fatal attack of his social worker who was stabbed to death during a home visit. He was also convicted of aggravated battery for injuring his mother, Sue Elmaker, during the attack. At the time of the murder, he was 17 – Mm-hmm. He had just attended his second day of his senior year of high school. Wow. He was – wow. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I, it said on there, like, he was really upset about his second day of high school. He could barely get through what class. He was, like, what? hiding in a closet. What? Yeah. He had a long history of mental dysfunction dating back to his early childhood. He had been diagnosed with having schizotypal personality, mm. which is a personality trait containing some elements of schizophrenia. As part of his treatment regimen, Elmaker was designed. Elmaker was assigned a social worker through Johnson County Mental Health Center, and Zinner had served that role for about a year before the murder. Wow. Um, now Matt Zinner, her husband, is battling his grief by fighting for more protection for social workers. So he's actually like fighting. 
um, for uh, our cause. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He wants uh, to equip social workers with pagers that can call 911 immediately. Yeah. He wants to have global positioning satellite capabilities with them. Yeah. He wants to ensure caseworkers have clients' criminal records because they don't have criminal records. See? That's, that's You don't have updated have. records. Yeah. And then he wants to see mental health facilities reopened so there's adequate room for patients who should be hospitalized because yeah. there's not enough space mm-hmm. for mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the current uh, on-the-job training for social workers mm-hmm. is that social work addresses the dangers of, that graduates may face, and they tell this story now, mm-hmm. um, but most training comes at the job. So right. Johnson, County, Johnson County Mental Health Center, where Zenner had worked for five years, mm-hmm. now new hires, they go through two days of training. Okay. Yep. And one annu- and an annual one-day refresher, so yearly a one-day refresher. <sighs> Mm-hmm. On mainly on how to deal with aggressive clients. Oh. Um, yeah. Wow. So, so okay. social workers nationwide receive similar instruction, but it's mm-hmm. not not enough. Yeah. Um, Terry Zinner, it says Terry Zinner follow, pro, followed all protocol, protocol on her final client visit, mm-hmm. and there was no red flags to indicate potential violence. So they, they you know, there's mm-hmm. no red flags. Mm-hmm. The defendant was a prior conviction of carrying a concealed knife through um, – has a prior conviction. Oh, he already had that. For concealing a knife. Okay. For just concealing a knife. He had a conviction. Did they say where? Um, no, okay. it would have been in Johnson County. But I'm wondering, like, where he brought it, like school yeah, or something know. like that. I don't know. He was okay. young, so probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so it anyway, so th- they knew that he had the concealing a knife. But they don't get routine background checks of these patients. So they're probably thinking he's a high school student. Right. Probably doesn't have anything. Right. You know? So it's not uncommon for social workers to make a home visit with a colleague or police officer. Um, so yeah, if you're like, I'm scared you have a police officer come with you, mm-hmm. but you can't always get the police officer to come. And if you're in a rush and they're in a rush and you gotta get your So clients but is in, it more like you should but you should. Like if you have a home visit, you should have somebody else there with you. That's is what like they that? trained me they trained, that way. Okay. However, okay. when you're on the actual job, mm-hmm. you're alone. It doesn't, a lot. Right. Uh-huh. A lot. Right. Um and social work was actually one of the top twenty most dangerous jobs. I believe that. <laughs> I believe it, it was number twenty on the list, but it was on the list. I believe 20. that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I believe that. I believe yeah. that. That's sad. Yeah. Well, because um, I can see that they don't social workers aren't high on the list <laughs> of people like that. People like uh, care about, look out for. Unfortunately, like that. right? Because they're the one. They are the ones caring about people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, I can I can totally see that, and that's awful. Yeah, though. it's terribly awful because. So many people are putting their lives at risk to help people, and their their load of of clients per person is mm-hmm. in, is astronomical, right? I, and your resources are incredibly low, mm-hmm. and um, to find a good organization to work for is very difficult, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean your hours are long, mm-hmm. and. People don't even even acknowledge not, it. Yeah, you're not compensated for it or yeah. anything like that. Right. right. Yeah, it's totally. So it's a job that is needed to be done, but it has very little respect. Right, right, right. So. Right. That's that's really sad, and it's sad that that happened to yeah. her. Really, it is. It's crazy. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. 17 years old. Right, and you wouldn't be thinking like something like that would happen. How old was she? Do you remember? 26. Okay. That's terrible. Yeah, I think she was 26. Yeah. 
It's awful. Awful. Anyway, so there we go. Okay. I need that to take a the break. Bum bum. Oh my god. And we're back. And we're back. We had a little break there for <laughs> some personal time. <laughs> and we're back now to talk about another sad story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You don't really realize when you're drinking and then it catches up to you. And I you're know. like, I'm now I'm recording still. I know. We're recording and I'm a bit drunk. And that's okay. Though. This episode is really depressing. That last story is so it was depressing. So sad. I think I had it. I told it because I feel like it needs to be told. But well, then right. it's really one that you kind of you don't want to hear, and no. so you drink a little bit to talk about it, right? And you know that's why we drink, and that is a podcast also, and that's why we drink. Oh yeah, I forgot. You need to. You I haven't need heard to, it. Oh, you need to listen to it. Okay. So they do. Um, so it's another podcast. People like. You, you, Probably if you're listening to this, you listen to that. Um, they do a paranormal story. Oh, okay. And they do a murder story. Oh, okay. So it's two. So one girl used to be a paranormal investigator. And so she tells, you know, paranormal stories. stories. And then another girl is just like us, you know. <laughs> just, like, just like us. Like, just like, you know, like, you know, uh, crime, true crime and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. she'll tell. A true crime story. And they're fun. They're friends from college and stuff and, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. It's a cool podcast. A lot of people listen to it, whatever. So I'm sure if you listen to this, you probably – I'll download it. That you should listen to it. Subscribe. And and it's called – and that's why we drink because they drink because of – the, the stories, stories they tell. I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize that. Okay. So, uh-huh. yeah, this is why we drink today. <laughs> so, and that's why we're drinking right now. Okay. Right. And so um, the story I'm going to tell, um, it's um, called – I actually got it from a show. Rex watched it first, which Rex, like, is the one who probably introduces me to a lot of crime stories. But um, this was on ID Channel, and it was a show called The Killer Beside Me. And um, since you said that yours was like a workplace killing, so mm-hmm. I decided to look up workplace killings. Yes. And so this is a whole series, The Killer Beside Me, is about people who work, have coworkers that like do bad shit. <laughs> this is a book, right? No, it's a show. It comes on ID. Okay. It comes on ID. So we're going to start. This is a story about Carrie um, Harris. And... Um, Unfortunately, she passes away okay. um, because of a coworker, And, I mean, that's, like, no big surprise. We already know that from the show. So it starts off in June, June 27th of uh, 2008. Carrie is 31 years old. Well, they said 31 at the beginning, but she's 30 uh, when it starts. Let me just start. So she's 30 when it starts. And so... This is in Atlanta, Georgia. She's originally from Memphis. She moves to Atlanta uh, for a job. So this is uh, May to May 2006. She moves to Jan- Atlanta for a job. Um, so she gets a new job in a processing plant. It's a food process- processing plant. She's really excited about it. Um, Carrie is super, 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 super close to her family. Like she talks to her brother like every single day. Like they talk on the phone, they text throughout the day. He knows everything that's going mm-hmm. on in her life. She's a chemist slash scientist. Um, 
and she works in quality assurance. Okay. And so she just got this new job at this big food processing plant. Um, her degree is uh, she had a BS in food science from Alabama A&M. And she was also at this time currently studying to get her master's degree as well. So she enjoyed reading and listening to jazz music. And she kept her business and personal life separate. So she's very, very focused on her business and very, um, like, made sure that everything was done correctly and due to the correct protocol and things like that. But she didn't mix business with pleasure, so she really didn't have, like, a ton of, like, outside, like, friends that were, like, from work that were out, you know, that she hung out with outside and things like that. She just kept everything separate. She pretty much um, was, like, very, very close to her family and her friends from college and things like that. Okay. Um, So on her first day at her new job, this guy named Craig comes into her office, introduces himself, says he's happy, you know, that she's uh, working there now. And what was weird about it was that he baked her a cake. And it was, like, a homemade cake. Yeah. He baked her specifically a cake? Yeah, specifically a cake. And he seemed really nice, um, but Carrie was really weird, and she's she didn't like she want she didn't want to eat the cake because she's very weird it's about like who what does well, he right. have exactly does he she, wash his hands exactly she doesn't know anything uh-huh. about him What's she doesn't in know it? anything about his home life why is he making her a cake exactly she don't, doesn't even know don't, him don't don't and so she just left the cake out for her coworkers sure to eat you know she just brought it out to them and was like okay this guy made sure. me a cake I'm sharing it with you guys you know okay. And um, then she started noticing in her office that things were getting moved around. And she noticed it because she was kind of OCD about things. And so she knew where she put things in, you know, like on her desk and in her office and things like that. Right. She had her spaces for stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she'd come in and she noticed things would be moved. Like nothing was taken, but things were moved. And so she had talked to her brother about that, who she talked to every single day. And she told him okay, I'm just like not going to keep important things at work anymore because somebody obviously is coming into my office right? and looking around. Touch my stuff. Right, exactly. So it's very, very weird. And so um, now we go to February of 2007, and um, she's talking with her brother. She's driving home from work, and she's talking to her brother, Jason, and – they're talking, and she's just talking normally about her day, and then all of a sudden she just stops, and he's just like, what's going on? And she's like, I think someone's following me. And he's like, no. You know, sometimes some people are taking the same path you're taking. You may think someone's following you, but they're really not. He's like, I'm sure they're not. And she goes, no. This person's turning every single time I'm turning. You know, okay. they're following me. And so he goes, okay, well, then drive to a police office. Yeah. You know, drive to the police and see if they follow you there. So she does that. And as soon as she gets to the police um, station, station, they drive off. Mm -hmm. Wow. Of course. And so she's scared, obviously. And she says (sighs) she couldn't recognize cars. She couldn't see who was in there or anything like that. And it freaks her out. And her brother is just, like, you know, trying to calm her down and stuff and just, like, okay, well – Maybe it was just, just some fluke. You just think it was something, but it wasn't. Don't worry about it, you know. And she did talk to a cop Don't at the time. Oh. I know. She did talk to a cop at the time. 
And she told him what happened, and the cop was just like, okay, just let us know if anything more happens. Of There's course. not much more they can what really do, do you, with something like that. that. I know. There's not much more you can do with crap like that happens to you. So um, uh, during the program, then they get more into Carrie again about, like, how smart she is. And so she started reading at the age of three years old. Okay. And her brother said that by the time she was five, she was reading 300-page books from the, like, oh yeah. Gosh. I know. She was getting them from the library, and he said she would check them out. She was a, she was a Matilda. Yeah. She's – right. She's super, super smart. Yeah. And so um, they're expecting big things from her and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, um, like, she was going places sure. in life. And she'd always done well. He said that there's kind of like a healthy competition between him and the siblings, you know, yeah. kind of like, you know, they try to one up each other with like their work and things like that. So there was always like this healthy competition right. that they had. But they always rooted for each other. Obviously, they're very close because she talked to her brother every right. single day and stuff. And she was close to her sister that she had and everything, too. So, um, and then also they had her best friend on the show. And uh, one of her best friends she met, like, in college. They traveled a lot together. They would um, pretty much, like, any breaks she had, she would travel with her best friend. Okay. And um, so that's what her best friend was saying that she missed the most about her right now is that, that she can't travel and stuff Right. Either. I bet they had plans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It showed them, like, on beaches and things like that and right. stuff. Um, so then um, we go to spring 2007. Um so then Carrie starts having these weird electrical problems with her car, like where sometimes she can't get it started and things like that. And so she was talking to her brother about it. And so one night it happened and um, Craig, the guy who made her the cake, comes out and he's able to fix what's wrong with the car. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was kind of weird. Because right. she thought because uh, she couldn't ever figure out what was what going was. on with the car. Right. But then he figured it out like right away what was going wrong with the car. But again, he was super, super nice. So it's kind of like you just don't think that much about it. It's kind of like one of those things that you think is weird. Kind of like, mm, that's kind of off. Sure. But you don't really think, you're not thinking anything about the guy at the time. So then uh, Craig, after that... Uh, he bought Carrie flowers, and he brought him to work, and he asked her out on a date. And Carrie was, like, not interested in him at all. And she told him no, politely, and she said she didn't want to mer- uh, merge, you know, like, business and pleasure and stuff together. Sure. She wanted to keep everything separate. And um, she, didn't, she refused to take the flowers, and he insisted on her taking the flowers. And she still refused. I know. Ugh. I know. He can't. As someone who can't take no for I feel answer. Like it's a common thread with what the stories that we tell. I know, but isn't okay. it? Yeah. Kind of like it's just lots of persistence, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Please no." No. I'm like, like, "No, you do what I do." It's I true. You do. Yeah. It's almost like where guys, um, uh, kind of like where they expect just because I did something nice for you, you have to take it. Right. Almost like that. Just like you're not going to take. Yeah. Like it's expected. Like we we have to. Just because right. you did this just for us? That, yeah. You, okay, great. You did this for us. It's nice. I don't have to take it. Right. You know, I don't have to take your fucking flowers from y'all, you know? And so that's like how it was. And she said that he pouted like a little kid when she told him no. Mm-mm. She's like pouted like a Mm-mm. child. 
And that's what she she had told her friend. I can't even imagine. He's like, hmm. I know. Can you imagine that? Like, just like. Well, now I'm going to go out with you. Can you imagine somebody anyway bringing you flowers at work? And you know, and the, you don't even have that kind of relationship they with them. They're, they're not even really friends. No, or they don't have you're that not friends at all. Yeah. And stuff. It's weird. The cake too. I'm exactly. Going back to the cake. It's 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 weird, okay. and it's weird that he doesn't see that it's weird. And so then um, we get to her thirtieth birthday. Her mom buys her um, these diamond earrings, beautiful diamond earrings, for her birthday to celebrate it. She brings, she wears them to work. You know, people compliment her and stuff. So this Craig guy buys her earrings that are bigger. Good God. Yeah. And. What? Yeah. And she tells him, no, I can't accept these again. And he insists again, like, please take them. And she's like, no. And he goes, well, I'm just going to keep them then in my office until you change your mind. Oh, goodness. I know. Please don't. So at this point, she's like, okay, I'm going to HR about this. Okay. Because this is, like, super inappropriate. He won't stop. I've already told him to please stop, and he won't. So the HR lady tells her, you know what? It would be better if you just accept the gifts. No, she didn't. She did. It would be better if you accept the gifts because it won't make it a big deal. That is not the correct advice. Exactly. Like, can you fucking believe that? Like, really? Seriously? Like, I'm That's telling your, you what this? Is, what is your job title? You're going exactly against oh the my job God. title. It's just like, it's just, it, it's so like uh, against women. It's almost like just accept whatever they do to you, you know? Right. Like, almost like, I feel like then probably if she had said, Hey, he's coming. He's coming on to me. He's saying like, "I want to fuck you," almost like that. Almost like, well, just go ahead and give in. Right. Just go ahead and give in to him, and you know, it won't make it a big deal. It's kind of like that. It's right. just like they just brush it aside as if it was like nothing at all, and it is a it is a big deal. I mean, somebody's doing this at work. Come on. Right. This is not appropriate. I'm and, trying to work. Now you're. Yeah. In and my- I, I studied human resources in, <laughs> in college. And actually, like, you do learn behaviors of people. And this is, like, actually a red flag. A stalker. Yes. So this should have been something, though, that should have been, like, okay, this is, we need to at least write them up or something like that on it. But anyway, so that's what she was told. So then, actually, then, so after that, she was told that. Um, eventually then they went ahead and they wrote up Craig. Um, they told him that he could only have professional contact with her. So she can only talk to her about work. He couldn't be asking her out on dates. He couldn't be bringing her gifts. And he wrote, they wrote him up in like his personal file for it. Um, so then a few days after that, Carrie's coworker asked, um, if, uh, this is a different coworker asked if uh, they could go out. Uh, for drinks. This is a female coworker because she needed to talk to her. So they go out for drinks and the coworker is like, I need to talk to you about Craig. And she goes, I, I know that he's obsessed with you. Ugh. I know. And um, I really need to tell you something about his past. And Carrie's like, okay, what do you need to tell me? She goes, well, I need to tell you then that he has been convicted on murder Uh, before in the past. Convicted. Convicted on manslaughter of an ex-girlfriend 
He killed her. Um, his ex-girlfriend, he beat her to death with a hammer. And the company still hired him. After this, he served time for it. He served five years in prison for it. That's it. It was manslaughter. He was um, convicted for 10 years. And got out on good behavior. He got out on five years. Um, he was convicted um, for reasons of insanity. So that's why it was like such a small sentence. Yeah. And the company went ahead and hired him. He, he moved to Atlanta. This happened in New Jersey. He moved to Atlanta to start a new life. Just mm. start over. That's nice. Right, isn't it? And then he gets hired on this big company and- That is terrifying. The coworkers don't know anything about this at all. And so this lady found out about it and was like, okay, I need to let you know. She's Mm -hmm. like, because I'm scared for you. I'm really, really scared for you because of the feelings he has for you. They're so strong. And so the victim that he had- um, I don't have much information about her, but her name was Paula May. It happened in 1990, and she was 20 years old at the time, and she was his ex-girlfriend. And then that happened in uh, New Jersey again. And so after that, she told her best uh, – Carrie told her best friend about it. Her best friend was like, you need to leave this job. You need to just quit it. I know it's a good, great position. You can find another one. You're smart. You're awesome. You can find another one. Just leave this job. This guy um, is going to do something. She's like, I feel I feel like something's going to happen. And Carrie stayed, though. And so then on June 25th, um, at this time, uh, June 25th, 2008, Carrie had completed her master's degree. She was expecting a big promotion. Her boss uh, found out that she had um, completed this master's. Carrie was very, 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 very private. And she didn't want any of her coworkers to even know about it. But her boss planned a surprise party for her. Oh, that's obtrusive. It is. And she was really upset about it. And um, so then Craig finds out then about, like, that she gets promoted. Mm. And he gives her... This um, is a Palm Pilot, and so this digital organizer he gives her then as a gift, which is super expensive. Mm-hmm. And again, she tells him, I cannot accept this from you. She didn't want to be rude about it because she was really scared about, like, tipping him off. Sure. But she was like, I can't accept this from him. I don't want to lead him on either. Right. You know? And so she told him, no, I can't accept it. He was upset about it again. Um, and she tells her, uh, brother about this. Again, her brother doesn't know about, though, like, that he has his, that Craig has his conviction. So her brother is just like, right. you need to stay away from this guy. He has, he's giving bad advice because yeah, he's not aware of what right. he's talking about. Exactly. He's just like, you need to stay away from this guy. He's like, this guy, like, you need to watch your back. You need to watch your front, your forward, your sideways. Mm-hmm. He's just like, this guy does not sound good at all. And, um, I'm really worried about you being around Mm. him. And so the same day, Carrie goes into the bathroom and she's upset. She's crying and upset. Her coworker goes in there to comfort her. And while she's doing that, then they notice that uh, in the bathroom, the public bathroom in there at their work, there's this flashing red light coming from this bag. 
It just gets worse. I know. And so it's a makeup bag, and it's a flashing red light, and there's like um, pads and stuff on top of it. And so they look, they look in the bag, they open it, it's a camera. So someone has been filming them. And um, so Carrie and her coworker go to HR with the bag immediately, but HR is closed. Nobody's in there right now. Oh, my gosh. So Carrie was just like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go to HR then. So the next day, so June 26, 2008, she goes to HR, and they have on surveillance camera her carrying, you can see her clearly Mm -hmm. with the bag and with the camera. And then you see Craig also on surveillance. Same time. He sees her. He sees her with With the the bag. bag. With the bag. So he knows. And so we know from the story. So we can tell Craig is the one who has been filming the women. Right. So Carrie goes to HR, talks to them about it. They call the cops. The cops come to work and everything. At the same time, Craig then goes to his boss and tells him, I'm not feeling very well. I think I need to go home. Mm. And so the boss is like, okay. So he goes home. So um, Carrie just goes on about her work because after she's reported it, she doesn't think like she's in any danger. The police tell her she's not in any danger because they don't know at that time that even Craig has done this. They don't know who has done this at all. Right. And so then they do find out, though, that it is Craig – and they find out that Craig has um, actually, like, he has files on each of the, like, employees individually. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. he has, like, linked all of them individually, like, with their names and everything to, like, their video. Can you believe that? The video from the bathroom and stuff. Lord. Can you believe that? Like, your most intimate moments, like, you're in the Going bathroom. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Like, you're doing all intimate stuff you're talking sometimes sometimes like when you you talk right. in the bathroom we are like very very just open about stuff or whatever right. and all of that is just like exposed he has that they said like thousands of hours of video thousands so Wait, who knows how long, how long he there? was doing this right Ugh. thousands of hours of videos that they have on him just doing just recording this and then he has it linked Individually to coworkers, get, get a life exactly, and so he says that he felt that by doing this, it helped the evil inside him like be suppressed. <sighs> so he felt like by recording them, it just suppressed it, and it helped it for a while. And so you know, right? And I mean, um, come on now, exactly That's nuts. And so he also said, like, so this is, like, recordings that he had with the cops. So he was saying that Carrie, so he's at Carrie, she would look at me with such hatred in her eyes. She hated me. And then he said, there's an evil inside of me. I don't know how to make it go away. I don't know how to talk about it. I can't talk about it to anybody. You can't tell anybody. So where did that. he he killed her? So, so on the video, so they show him they they so they he goes supposedly he goes home, but he doesn't go home. He gets a butcher knife from work. They have it on the surveillance. 
They show him walking. And you know that shit's sharp. Yep. And they show him walking to her office, to Carrie's office. Oh, God. And this is all during lunchtime. Um, right next to her office, there is some people having, like, when a luncheon meeting and, you know, and stuff. Sure. He didn't care. He went into her office. Her back was turned to him, and he pierced her in the back. It went through her heart, the first stab, and he just stabbed her to death. It's like a big commotion, everything. It was just a big mess in her office and everything. He stabbed her to death. And then he just walked away. The um, the people next door that heard the lunch that were having luncheon, they heard the screaming and everything. They come running to her office. He's walking away. They come to her office to try to help her. He's just walking away calmly. You Good know. God. Right. Just like mm, nothing happened. <sighs> and so they feel like he did that because he didn't want her to find out that he was recording. The one. Yep. He was the one recording them. And so he he wanted to kill her so that she would never find out then that he was doing that. Is he still around? He's in prison. Mm. Now. Um... So, um, so she was 31 at the time that when she was killed, he walked into her office and committed that. They'd found also that in his past, he had also had a peeping Tom conviction. Of course. Uh, in 2000, he was convicted for looking over a woman's stall. Oh, my God. In a bathroom. Can you fucking imagine that? I would be so shaken. I know. Like, this whole thing, like, made me, like, shake. I was just Damn like, it. this the whole thing is just, like, not right. Um, his defense, again, they tried to do legal insanity, like what he did the first time when what? he murdered his ex-girlfriend. He had better have gotten a million years to life. Yeah. So, no, they found him guilty of murder. Also, of 18 counts of unlawful eavesdropping and surveillance, and he was si- sentenced to life plus 60 years. So, a uh, reporter asked the company uh, then, how, um, how could you hire somebody who had a prior murder conviction? So, the company's statement was, um, we were all shocked by the incident. It truly was a tragedy. And that's all they said about it. Yeah. You get people around knives and cutting utensils and food and all these things that are kind of like important to have know who you're working with. Yeah. And you. And someone has a prior conviction and you don't know about it. Like you at least need to know about it so you can make the decision of whether or not you want to work with that person or not. Like they had no, none of the coworkers knew about that period. Right. At all. And especially that he had issues with women. They did not know about that. So Carrie's family eventually then they sued the employer and they settled for an undisclosed amount. But, yeah. Um, Her brother said, like, during the whole trial, uh, Craig showed no remorse or anything like that. I don't think I said his last name. His name is Craig Armstead. Um, And he was 39 at the time. Um, And he was just... A fucking nutcase. He said that he, the person in his head, he calls him Frank. And Frank is the God one who... It. Frank is the one who committed the murder. And Frank is the one who does bad things and all that. And you hear that actually a lot, like, with these murderers where they have, like, another, like, persona. And it makes you really think about it. It makes me think about it, at least, about, like... 
demons and stuff in them, you know, mm-hmm. like actual demons, <laughs> I think, like in them, right. you know, because he was talking like about he's always had this evil in him and he didn't know what to do about it and all this stuff and um, how he would argue with Frank, like, no, I don't want to do this. But then Frank would be like, yes, you need to do this. and. <laughs> Kind of like, you know, like Bob's our Frank. Frank. Yeah. It's we have very, Frank in this studio right yeah, now and it's, it's kind telling of, us to do things yeah, we don't want to Exactly, do. that we don't want to do. And so it's kind of, you know, scary. But no, really, that's scary. And it's scary to know. like, And that gives me even more reason why I'm never going back to an office space. I know, me too. Right? We met in an office space. I know, we all we met did. in an office space. <laughs> um, but but that yeah. was all I needed. That's I'm done all. with office space. Yeah, then I was just like, I'm just going to be self-employed for the rest of my life. So basically, if you work <laughs> in an office space, which, which is lots of people, um, you need to just do background checks Which a majority everybody. of people do, you know, so it's scary. You don't know who yep. you're working with at all. At all. And you we don't have know- worked with some people. <laughs> yeah. yeah we have we have worked with some people with some people and companies need to be doing background checks yes you know and you should be working for a company where you feel secure we're working with the coworkers that you have talk to your company about why they're not doing background checks yeah like if they're not doing background checks there's an that's an issue talk to your company about if they even are doing background checks yeah period i mean it's a it's a big thing i mean this whole thing could have been avoided, period, because he had already done – he had already he had already killed somebody else. I don't understand how you can leave I just don't understand. If you're that insane, that. then you need to be in you an need, insane asylum. That's what I feel like too. Like he should have just been, you know – I mean that's really bad. I don't know anything about a insane asylum, but I'm, I'm saying it I don't either, but I don't either. Really, I don't want but that walking around. But it just seems like, like if you have like insanity and then you're able to get a normal jo- – a regular normal, right, a normal job. Life. You claimed insanity. You exactly. claimed so insanity that you killed somebody in such a cruel, cruel, cruel way, way. A yeah. violent way. Yes. And you get out yeah, to go just, live a life exactly. in a different state and exactly. start over. It's start not over. okay. That's not – that's not okay. That girl, she didn't get to. She didn't get to live a life. Like, I mean, come on. You took her life from her and you only served five years for it. And you it. got to do it again. And you did it again because you're fucking messed up. Like, that's the fucking problem. Like, seriously. And that company, like, seriously. Like, what the fuck? I really hope they're doing something different. I hope they are, too. Probably now because of all the publicity and stuff from it or yeah. whatever. Not saying the name because they just didn't say the name in the program. And then I looked up other articles on it, but and it said the name, but I... We're not going to say the name. Yeah, we're just not going to say it, but... I hope that they're doing things differently since that was like ten years ago. So hopefully, yeah, you you know, there's reasons there are there um, are rules set in place, and sometimes it's because somebody did something fucked up. It's just awful. So I feel sorry for Carrie and her family, Carrie mm-hmm. Harris, and her family and stuff. And it was just really sad seeing like her best friend on there, and then her brother. They're crying and they're just so upset about it and everything. Yeah. And she just seemed like such a good person. And she didn't do anything, you know. It's just so awful. You know, it's just like yours. Just somebody is just going about their life, working. Working to survive. You know, to get doing, to the next thing. Exactly, doing what they have to do. And then they just – somebody is just like, nope, I don't think you're going to live anymore. Ugh. They just make the decision for you. It's just fucked up. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. This was heavy. It was. 
this is heavy. It Next. was. And you guys didn't get to see our breaks, which weren't heavy. Our, we had breaks. <laughs> which We had to take breaks tonight. We had to get silly in between mm-hmm. to shake it off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Shake it off. Todd loves Taylor Swift. Oh, he loves him some Taylor, you know. He, he loves Tay-Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Just as much as he loves Demi. Oh, man. He goes to Demi concerts and Tay-Tay concerts all the time and stuff, you know, just whatever. Frank is like, fuck them. So, you know. Frank fucks them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Frank fucks them. Okay, so um, <laughs> thank you for listening to yeah. this episode. Thank you so much. We appreciate, like, we appreciate you guys so much for listening. I mean, this Seriously. is why we do it. We right, do it to- right. To, uh, to, to tell these stories, I have never heard that story. I love, the there, fact, yeah. I love the fact that we're do, we do variety of stories mm-hmm. that right. not are always done. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're not doing like Bundy. Exactly. That's the, right. Exactly. Like regular stories that you hear all the time. So yeah, these which are I different. don't because I, I I don't know enough about it. I haven't. I really don't listen to it. You know what? I don't either. So actually, that's, maybe we'll do. I know this. I want you. We're like Bundy, and then we do like a five-part series on. on I really, actually, though, I don't know. Enough I don't know anyway. a lot about him, yeah. but we probably should. Maybe we will. Let us Who know. Knows? What do you want us to talk about? Exactly. Tell um, us about your favorite um, current events and questions. Yeah, current events, questions, dating questions. We love to try to tell some Whatever. dating advice. Yeah. Don't ask We're me dating really questions. Good. We're actually good at dating advice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you again. Subscribe, rate, review, mm-hmm. tell a friend. All that. Share it on your Facebook page and tell them this is what the thing is that you're listening to. It's great. <laughs> All of that. And um, yeah, until yeah. next time. We'll see you next time, okay? Bye. Bye.